Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Mass of New Alphatep in our China chapter. Uh, as we'd like to do at the top of the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. Many of you are casting all sorts of hands of fate uh, these days, and I'm sure that our cast is just absolutely loving it. I know, as Keeper, I am. And so, we'll begin with introductions to my right. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea. And uh, I see you with that negative hand of fate. You do. And you feel it as well. Actually, given last session and the effects of it, you might not see it so well at this point. Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. And I'd like to thank the backer that provided the hand of fate so I didn't fail the luck roll last uh, game. And I was also on fire last game. It's true. Literally. It's true. You absolutely were. Uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'll be playing Jack Doyle. And yes, things did heat up last game. Yep. See, the doctor was uh, prophetic. Mm-hmm. To uh, Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie. I'm playing Robert Drummond. And I am proud to represent this family-friendly and PG-13 podcast. Ooh, boy, there's a stretch. Uh, to uh, Mr. Drummond's right. Uh, this is James. And I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And um, is he on a different podcast from the rest of us? <laughs> quite possible uh last but most certainly not least this is alex playing saint Laurent, who wonders how much of this is really worth dying for hmm. you know it's a it's an apt question for this evening we are again in the missing stasi formation but uh, we look forward to having her back shortly and so we're going to raise the curtain tonight basically right where we left off which is uh half the investigators are either on death's door and the other half are soaking wet and so you find yourself in a pool of water, Miss O'Shea, next to Jack, next to Lillian. You have no idea what's happened with your sense of direction or your balance, but this is for the birds. Yeah, indeed. I will uh, fumble around and see if I can get out of the pool. Okay, yeah, you fumble around. You can, you can move. You can get out of the pool. It's just that your your balance is a little off, and your eyes eyesight is really really fighting whatever was in that dart what what set off the trap in there the cabinet underneath the statue i was hoping that it would have the way to undo the circle do we start to get in there i don't know i don't we dealt with the circle so i don't know i mean if you want to go see what it is then we can go see what it is but are you feeling up to it are you okay I'm just a little woozy. Uh, everything's a little blurry, but I'm okay, I guess. I guess uh, I will kind of lead us that way. You slowly and very carefully lead Miss O'Shea back that way. 
Jack, what are you doing with Magenta? First, I'll get up and then I'll help Lillian up and then I'll go uh, check on Magenta. Uh, her body is fairly cold. Uh, she likely needs medical attention. Oh, we need the doctor. Okay, I'll lift her up and head out. You head out into the outer courtyard where uh, it seems the doctor, mm-hmm. Mr. Drummond, and Miss Fairchild are stationed. Uh, doctor, you see Jack coming towards you with a, well, a naked woman. Doc gestures and points to the ground in front of him. Wastes no time opening his bag and seeing what's left. So I'll give you some first some sort of brush strokes here on her. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a woman under your very quick observation who has likely been through several traumatic physical experiences. You can tell just by the places that it looks like needles have been put into her. These are major and minor nerve clusters. Someone did this to likely exact a physical toll on her. And I imagine the rodent, the bites do rodenta were probably not too helpful either, as well as the significant amount of broken glass lacerations. So, all right. Um, I guess in the immediate, he's going to start with a first aid mm-hmm. and then... For anything that's more advanced, he will get all medicine-y with it. Medicinal. That is a nine under six, uh, nine under 64. So that's an extreme for first aid. So a couple of things that you do straight away. You help her physically as best you can, but the, the big first aid help from that you get is you find something to cover her with. She's freezing. Yeah, her body temperature is far too low. Um, is there anything um, like one of the, bra- like a brazier out here, something like fire-wise um, that's providing heat? I know it's springtime, but... The other thing that you remember, too, is while all of this has happened in a very short period of time, mm. remember that there was a, a large bomb that went off in the front of this building. Oh, right. And so you are beginning to hear sort of the neighborhood react to some of that noise. I throw my jacket at the doctor. Puts the jacket on. And as people begin, I'm assuming people are starting to, as crowd look onlookers do, people are beginning to gather around this bomb site. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're still likely on the outside, but you would be savvy enough to know and to to understand that mm-hmm. a place as luxurious as Ho Fang, when something like this happens, there's going to be very little time before people begin flooding in here. Yeah. Either supporters of Ho Fang or people who are just trying to take what they want and leave. Well, there is a serious societal imbalance in here. Absolutely. Especially during times like these. Are there any um, remaining fires? Yeah, there are. I move her closer to one of those. Okay. Because people, when they flood in, will instinctively avoid a a fire anyway. And she needs to warm up more than anything before hypotherm sets in more than it already has. Very good. Make me a medicine roll. Dr. Jack, are you heading back? Yeah, I am. Seven... 17 under 82. Yeah. She's going to need some long-term medical care up to and including like, you know, a being brought into a warm environment, likely being in, in, you know, heat packs, stuff like that to raise her body temperature back up. Mm-hmm. But it is likely that 
if you can get her out and get her into a safer place, you'll be able to save her. I look over at Jack and tap my wrist. Ta- Doc taps his wrist. Just gotta, her. just gotta make sure that whole thing isn't in one of the other room, and then we'll... Okay, so Sam, Maeve? I will lead Maeve back to the cabinet. You lead her back through the passageway, back through the burned up husk of a hallway now. It looks like this creature did quite a number on the interior portion of the hallway here. Uh, it likely has ruined most of the alchemical or herbal portions here. It luckily did not set off any of the ammunition in the gun room. Um, but the place where Magenta was, you know, has seen some some better days. Mm-hmm. I still kind of instinctively avoid the circle. Yeah. The two of you sort of go around the circle. Maybe you would know at this point that the circle is inactive. It's yeah. done. It did what it was supposed to do. Yep. Uh, and you stand in front of this uh, fairly thick cabinet. It's locked. Uh, so I'm going to look first for what where the shot came from because to see whether yeah. or not this thing might still be armed. That is a hard spot hidden wall. Uh, it's a hard success, 1985. It doesn't appear that it reloads uh, automatically. It appears that it could be reloaded manually. All right, then I will uh, once again take out my picks and get to work on the store. Okay. I will sit down. <laughs> you know, there's a, a couple doors down. There's a library with about 4,000, 8,000, who knows how many thousand books in it. I keep working. If you want to help me get there, but I mean, we'd have, I don't know that we're going to have time to go through that many books. Now, if there's some sitting out, out on a desk or something, you know, made out of the one that I, that I took when I was in there. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would probably be, or in the drawers or made out of some leather. (laughs) I I say with air quotes in my voice. (laughs) Why don't you give me. Uh, a locksmith roll, Sam. That is a hard success, 28 under 67. Yeah, so this is fairly complex, although not impossible to overcome. And it definitely is something that a lock, as far as the complexity, it's pretty high up there from the things that you've encountered. Somebody means to keep this shut. This Um, thing is screaming to go away. That said, uh, you do manage to get it open. <laughs> when do we listen? Mm-hmm. So there are there's quite a few things inside this cabinet. The cabinet holds what look like five books and a number of scrolls. Maeve, hold out your uh, hold out your bag and uh, keep the snake at bay, please. I'll I'll just pull slander out and put him on me. <laughs> And then open the bag. I mean, I don't really know what these books are, but I'm imagining they're important. So we'll just, there's, there's five in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we just extract them all. Well, your concern mostly, Sam, is that you're likely running out of time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just loading them up. I'm not okay. really taking a, a, not being horribly discretionary. Okay. We just cleaned out the cabinet. Basically. Nice. We can look at them later. But Mr. Drummond, you begin to hear an alarm bell. Coming down the street. I start herding um, train of wounded away from the uh, area. Okay. They know the healthy people know where we're going. So <laughs> we need to get out of here as quickly as possible. 
All right. Is then I'll ask the group: Is anyone doing anything bef- else before they leave the estate? Wasn't there another door off of that uh, pool yes. room? Yeah, I want to check that. I just want to make sure that whole Fang isn't in here. I doubt he is. He's probably on the island. Yeah, with I'm guessing. Doctor Moreau. We need to make sure. <laughs> There is a door that is, yeah, that is locked yeah. that has not been opened All right. yet. I'll try to open that. Locksmithing. Or strength. Ah, five. Oh. Alrighty. You unlock that door. Um, this room looks fairly opulent. It's um it's definitely had a fair amount of finery put into it, including a grand piano. On the far end of the space, it's, it's just as deep as, you know, it, it's probably a 20 feet wide, 50 feet deep. It's a grand bedroom. And it looks like there is a, a big, it's a big bed and a big purple sort of duvet that's on it and all sorts of finery. But the bed is empty. Anything else in this room? Three statues. Mm, yeah. Statues to the bloated woman are in here. The group egresses. Yeah. On the way out, I would also like to clear out the uh, cabinet, the other one, the shelf that they found with the robes and the um, torture needles and the torture implements. Sure. Okay, you put some nasty objects in your bag. Well, I think he wanted the robes and the sickle and the tattoo stuff, right? I mean, I just, I, I just kind of scoop it all in. Oh, That's right. okay. He's, he's cleaning it out, so it, he's not, he's. Not being discretionary. He's taking everything. Blech. He'll find a use for him. So, the group exits the estate. When they do, I know that Mr. Drummond is carrying Miss Fairchild, who's carrying Magenta. If they if they haven't left already, I'll carry Magenta. Okay. So, the truck is still here. Well, there is a crowd, a small crowd of people as you exit. They stand on the far side of the street and watch you leave the house. Um, down the street, there is a big truck coming, and there is um, what looked like a looks like a, a fire truck. Sure, I'm glad I didn't start a fire. <laughs> well, we'll go the other direction. I can imagine you would. So, when you go the other direction, I would ask, "What's the group doing? Where are they going?" safe house okay because we do want to bring Magenta back to Brady agreed I'm staying as close to Magenta obviously and as the group but Mm -hmm. Magenta's the one that I'm most concerned with at the moment certainly doctor is she in pain I it is hard to say with what I have given her I doubt she is feeling very much at all right at the moment but does not mean that when she wakes our life would be pleasant. We have a limited amount of time. Okay. Uh, I will watch our exit then, since everybody seems to, everybody's kind of carrying someone who's wounded or busted or unconscious. It's a slog through the streets without a car, without a truck, and carrying people. Um, I, I think it's only fitting that there's a luck roll here to see if you get stopped by the cops. That's I'm on looking, Morgan. Look at you, Miss Lane. <laughs> What's your what's your luck? I'm at thirty-eight. Oh, I'm, I got less than you. Oh, James, oh. Yeah. yeah, very good. Thirty-two. Sixteen under thirty-two. 
you manage to pick your way through the streets and use as many opportunistic alleys as you can find. Getting back to the hideout, you see something has significantly changed. The people, the men, the soldiers who were here from New China are gone. That means they're heading out to the island. Moose, Moose here. Well, that's good. Is Brady here? You don't see him? I thought we had a couple days. Guess I'll uh, ask Moon. Are they headed out already? They've transferred many of the weapons and supplies to a nearby boat dock. Okay. But they, they're not heading out tonight, right? I don't believe so. Okay. Oh, is that Magenta? Yes. Yeah. Now, bring her in here. There's a room we can use as a, a place to aid her rehabilitation. He looks very concerned. We will see to getting her fresh clothes. Hey, Doc, do you have something to counteract something that made me essentially drunk? Check her reflexes, pupil dilation. Pupil dilation's way off. Um, you can tell that she's out of balance, too. Um, you're betting that she's not seeing very well, either. Sit her down at the safe house and hand her some sa- hand her, like, a sandwich. It's, unfortunately, there's not there's not a lot I can give you other than letting your body take care of it. But food and a lot of water with it. Here you go. Gets her a cup of tea. Doc, can you do some first aid on uh, Lillian? Oh, of and, course. But but Lillian, come sit. Like, my clothes are burned, like, partially off. So tell me, where does it hurt? <laughs> Doc <laughs> grins as he starts putting yes. ointments on and yeah. checking, <laughs> the checking her yes. over. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can make a medicine roll. Twenty-eight under eighty-two. Okay, so that's two points back for you, Miss Lane. And, and could you do me a favor and check out this um, gunshot wound? Oh, you have one too. They <laughs> were handing them out. You don't know. I, I collected one myself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna eat some food and uh, drink as much water as I can, and then probably lay down and use the books we got in my bag as a pillow. <laughs> Okay. 5,382 to patch up Jack's new cup holder. Every every medicine roll is an hour. An just, hour. Just yep. be sure. Yep. Uh, Jack, you're going to you're going to uh, heal three hit points. Oh, sweet. So Doc will be busy for the next three hours. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's not hard to want to take a, a rest at this point. All the physical exertion has been a little over the top uh, for everybody. Uh, Miss Fairchild is still asleep. She's still passed out. Uh, and those of you who are, say, down like, you know, a third or a half of your HP total, uh, you're likely wanting to rest too. <laughs> so um, it's not, it would not be hard to see us sort of exit out this night into the next day. Mm hmm. Um, so you all rest. Um, you'll all recover two hit points in night. So that will help. When you wake up, Miss O'Shea, 
your eyes are not any better. How do magic points recover? One one point per hour. Okay. Do I feel fine, but like I can't see anything? Yeah, when you wake up, your eyesight's actually worse. Like physically, your your imbalance is fine now. It's just that everything is significantly cloudier. Like it's like not having glasses on. I still can't see. Checks. Check her eyes. Doc checks her eyes. Takes her by a window and this magnifying glass. And then see if I see any obstruction or... There is definitely a cloud in her eyes. You can see it. Her vision is clouded. Doc seems a little concerned, but uh, well, we, will, we will remain attentive to it. And if by tomorrow it is not cleared up, then we will do what we have to. I'm going to go find like a room or an area by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to actually make contact to strike a deal. Oh. Okay. What kind of contact are you casting? For Yig. Like the full-on contact Yig spell? Well, I can't because I don't have all the ingredients to make the nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess I'll do the best with what I have next best thing, which is either prayer or... Sure. I guess in what way are you reaching out? How, how? What are you doing? Well, I'll have slander with me and um, my blade in front of me and basically be prone and asking for help. Like if I found an area by myself, then I will make sure that all my scales are available. All right. Why don't you roll Cthulhu Mythos for me? It's a 59 out of 39. So I can spend 20. Okay. You concentrate very hard and you reach out to Yig, desperate for some sort of solution. In your mind's eye, you see a cloud appear in the room. It fills the space. Inside the cloud, a vision of a powerful serpentine person appears. Very much the lower body of a snake, the upper body of a man with powerfully built arms and scales, a head that is both reptilian and has aspects that you recognize as as man and the cloud parts and the arm reaches out and it reaches for you and the voice you hear in your head in Aklo says what is the matter child you don't think I need to see you cannot see can you not see me I can see you I can't see anything outside of this. You have been poisoned? Yes. This is a matter you wish me to solve? I don't know that it'll go away by itself. I think it may get worse. I think for my future and what we need to accomplish, and for me to continue to learn, I would think that I would need my eyesight. I think there are many ways to see, but you are still fastened to that human form yeah very well 
I will fix your eyes. Give them to me. Okay. I will. <laughs> the form puts its hand out. Oh, like I need to physically take out my eyes? Give them to me. I guess I will. I'm going to ask how you're going to do this. She probably would offer her face to him, like into his hands. His hands reach out for your face and he takes hold of your face on both sides and you can sort of feel the warmth from his body. It's enticing and uh, comforting for the briefest of moments before his mouth and teeth that this this sort of maw opens up and he presses his mouth against your face and he begins to suck your eyes out. These sort of powerful inhaled breaths and you can feel your skin parting and you can feel the muscles of your ocular cavities struggle against the power of his bite and then you feel blood on your face and you feel pain an excruciating amount of pain. Uh, so why don't you make me a constitution roll? Uh, that's a 37 out of 50. You bear it. Uh, you do not bear it silently, but you somehow bear it. So you have gone off somewhere quiet, somewhere within this underground hideout. But that does not mean that it is impossible for your compatriots to hear what's going on. You have a um, somewhat distinctive voice. We all know that. So I think that it's fair to say that people within the hideout who are resting, relaxing, trying to sort of recover are going to begin hearing someone scream in pain. You're not sure where it's coming from. Well, go look. Yeah. You continue to hear it. You continue to chart that sound. It's, de- it's underground, so it's going to echo a little bit. You get to a door. And you can hear distinctly Maeve screaming from inside that door. And you go to wrench open the door and it's locked. And now you're having to, to bang on it and to, to pull, to try to pull it open. There's no, there's no locking mechanism. It looks like it's barred maybe from the inside. Maeve, Maeve. You're not in, in a state where you can respond. Is this going to be a strength or constitution roll to <laughs> unblock it forcefully? It would be strength, Mr. Drummond. I'll give it a go. Okay. That's a success. 40 under 65. So Drummond pushes you aside a little bit, Jack, and slams his shoulder into the door, and you hear the frame of the door start to buckle, and another heavy shoulder hit, and it bursts inward. You can see the barring that was done to the door. You see Miss O'Shea laying on her side staring away from you her body is physically away from you you can see there is a cloud in this room that is dissipating and it's almost as if the cloud is rising out of her I'll rush to her side turn her over now you rush to her side you turn her over her face is covered in blood she is bleeding heavily from the eye sockets and it appears for just a moment 
that she doesn't have any eyes at all. And now you're going to be Sandy roll, Jay. God damn it. <laughs> That's a failure. Okay, very good. Jack, I'm going to take two points of sanity from you. She blinks. And when she blinks, you see the eyes again. You see those eyes. You see twin golden orbs that sit in her vision. And your vision is perfectly clear. You also see in the trailing blood on her face, tiny scales have grown down her cheeks and around her eye sockets. (sighs) The hell was that? I can't not see. It's not an option. I can't help you if I'm blind. Okay. Okay. You did what you had. You felt you had to do. If I thought that I could continue to help and to make a difference without my vision, I would. I told you the reason why I do the things that I do. I know. I'm sorry. Looks like it really hurts. Well, I I don't want to potentially put, um, you know, thoughts in your historical background, Sam, but I'm guessing that you likely have seen people probably gruesomely tortured. We'll say seen, sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Experienced, perhaps. Having just recovered a bunch of implementations of, you know, said work. You don't know where her eyes went, but those aren't her eyes. Those are someone else's eyes. In fact, they look an awful lot like the pair that you hunted back to Egypt. Those are very similar to the eyes that Alexandra has. I haven't gotten up off the floor. I'm like still laying there. <laughs> like probably with my hands clenched. Are you okay? I will be. I think. Enough to get us to this island and to be done. I will uh, hand her a towel. Okay. Um, you have a bunch of, you know, gore on your face. I'm probably still in a whole lot of pain, so I'm probably oh, just yeah. laying there because <laughs> I don't want to make more of a scene. Yeah. Doc comes over and kneels down and gently starts wiping her face of the blood with the cloth very softly while the rest of them leave. If they do, yeah. If they do. Yeah, I think we'll we'll leave them to it. Yeah, there's definitely a um, rigidity that has grown in and around her eye socket and then down in in a very distinct pattern almost that domino mask style pattern down her cheeks. Maybe do you want my help? I think I'm okay for now. If you're in pain, I can help you. Oh, I got something for that too, but I have a feeling that uh, the pain is part of my price. As you wish. I will leave the room. And then as soon as he leaves and it's just me in the dock, I burst out crying. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, it's a very difficult moment because crying obviously you exude all sorts of there's saline from your eyes and so you get salt into the ocular wounds that you have and that's just even worse and so then you start feeling your face puff 
from all of the, the pain and the redness. Doc just holds her head and lets her quietly have her ugly cry. <laughs> yeah. And gives her something for the pain. <laughs> okay. You want to make a medicine roll for me, Doc? Yeah. 25 under 49. Oh, good. So you, you can recover a single hit point. Okay. So the next few hours you spend in recovery, Maeve. Jack, you get a message from one of Brady's people who tell you that they're going to move in the next 24 to 48 hours. And this is sort of a, are you in or are you out? We're in. Then Brady wants to talk about how you want to do the approach, what your group plans on doing, because it has taken Jack quite a while to get New China on board and ready to go. But, you know, obviously that's... Once they're ready to go, they have to go. Yeah, so uh, us, we'll set up a meet. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. I want to pull Jack to the side. Okay. You want to go in two days? One day? Yeah. That's when they're going. That's when we have to go. I cast a glance over my shoulder at the rest of the rooms. Are you crazy? Yeah, getting there. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but about half of your crew has lots of bullet holes in them already. Yeah, I know. And you're about as subtle as a sledgehammer. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you trying to get killed? Listen, we don't have a lot of choice. They're ready to go. We're going to have to go with them. For what? I've been following you guys on orders. Watching you guys burn a bloody path across everything. And I still don't have an idea what the hell you're doing here. Other than kicking every rock over you can find. Listen, okay, you're going to have to uh, believe what I'm about to tell you. There is a god trying to come through into this world. It's not the uh, love and sunshine type of god. And we are trying to shut it down. And this uh, little journey we're on is uh, carving bits and pieces out of all of us. But it's got to be done because nobody else is going to do it. So what is the point of invading this island? Because this is another one of his, the, uh, this god's uh, points of power. So Aubrey Penhue is going to uh, enact some kind of plan to uh, make it easier. And we've got to stop it. You think he's tied up with Ho Fang then? Oh, yeah. I can guarantee it. Now, you don't have to come along, but we're going. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Somebody has to make sure you goddamn fools get out alive. Fine, I'm in. I mean, I'll warn you that uh, some good men have died already. Look, I got a ticket out of here for Los, ba- for Los Angeles. But... I cannot leave you guys on your own because you clearly can't be trusted to look after yourselves. So what do we need to do before this goes off? Well, I mean, honestly, we need to heal up a little bit, rest. And then uh, I'm going to have to meet with Brady and see how we're getting to the island. There's not any way you can grab this Penhue before all this starts, huh? No, I think he's already out there. And I think Hofang's out there, too. And we're leaving one in a day? day, maybe two. 
do you know when they're going to do this thing? Well, that's what we're going to find out. They're going to move. They're supposed to move within the next 24 to 48 hours. And you have to lead the charge or you can just stay in the rear. Well, we'll figure out what's going on when we talk. I'm going to go lay down. Good idea. Definitely a good idea. Um, after a time, I will go check in on Maeve. Yeah, so several hours later. I'm- yeah. Um, I'll probably be uh, looking at, at least looking at the book. Like if I don't, I mean, I'll probably nap for a little while because mm-hmm. I probably have no choice. Um, and then I want to see what books we got. Like that's in my bag. Mm-hmm. You check in on Yeah, that is around that time I probably walk in carrying three books and I see that you've already gotten started. I'm just trying to take an inventory because we don't have a whole lot of time. I want to know what I have to look at and what to learn before that may be helpful. These two are in Chinese. I throw them kind of off to the side where she seems to have you know, created her stacks or what have you. Cantonese or in Mandarin? Do you know? This one's in English. This is the one I got out of the library. It's called True Magic. Sounds interesting. Yeah, sometimes when they're called things like that, though, they end up being total garbage, but it's worth a look. Oh, it's in English. I can read it. Oh, well then, yeah, you can help. What are these other books in? Can you Can you see with those? I see better than I did before. Why are, oh, they're his eyes, right? So they probably look different. Oh, you haven't seen them yet, have you? I will provide a, a hand mirror. So what are you looking at? The one bound in human flesh? Uh, it's actually not bound in human flesh. This is translated by uh, Olas Wormus in 1228. A Spanish black letter folio, 17th century, bound in ox blood colored leather and secured by ornate clasp with a variety of semi-precious stones, a book written in Latin, otherwise known as the Necronomicon. So I'm just going to stand in there staring at me blankly. This is what the scroll was in Egypt. Okay, what's it, what's it called? The Necronomicon. Okay, what about these two? I'll point to the, the, the two in Chinese that I can't read, whichever. Did oh. you give me the list of those two? No. Well, I, I don't know. I essentially don't know what they are, right? Like I, yeah, if you don't read Chinese, you don't know what they are. So if you're looking at them, one is titled Goddess the Black Fan, and the other is The Tale of the Priest Quan. Those sound like culty books, but yeah, Goddess of the Black Fan, and I point to that one, and then what's the other one? The Tale of the Priest Quan. Tale of the Priest Quan. And those other two? This one is... Secret Mysteries of Asia. This is from German to Chinese. And this one is probably one you shouldn't read either. <laughs> no, it's a comment. I don't know. Commentary uh, on, is it Riley? Did you, you can't read uh, Cantonese at all? No. So Goddess of the Black Fan, True Magic, Taylor Priest Kwan, Necronomicon, Commentaries on the text. What's the sixth one? That was Secret Mysteries of Asia. Oh, right, right. Okay. So the Secret Mystery of Asia is a Chinese translation from a German text. Yeah. So it's definitely, we'll just say different. You would notice just by leafing through some of them, Miss O'Shea, uh, the text commentaries 
is a book that was given to Ho Fang by someone you're not familiar with. It's signed, it's sort of dedicated as a gift. Mm-hmm. It's by a gentleman named Carl Sanford. So if there's anything in any of these that can help us in a day? Well, I have to choose one. And I know this one, the Necronomicon, has power in it. I know it has things that I can learn from it. You're talking about um, the Doctor's Scrolls, not the Doctor, the Curator's Scrolls, right? Yes, that basically gave me the first idea on how to restore the seal. But then I got the complete version of it from Moo. And you said it's in Latin? Yeah. Okay. I can't help you there, but I can I can look at this one and see what I can see if I can see anything. Well, I mean you you can learn things too, so I mean it's not like it wouldn't be, you know, not helpful. Sure. No, I, I'm I'm just we we need to do what we can. Are you feeling okay? I'll think about that later. We don't have time. So are you actively bleeding from like a sucking heart wound or anything? No. No, I'm not I mean, I probably have some bruises. But I probably don't have because I had the flesh ward, so. Oh, okay. Because that's a lot of damage. Yeah, it was a lot of damage and thankfully I dumped a lot of dice into that. Uh, the doctor mm-hmm. used all his with the explosion, so. Yeah, the Tale of the Priest Quan is actually a series of scrolls. It's not a book. Oh, right. Okay. Do any of the others read Mandarin or Cantonese? I know Jack uh, learned Cantonese with me. I don't know how well. Drummond. I don't know if anybody else. I think it was just Jack and I in those classes together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Robert reads, uh, but I don't know that he would want to. I can ask him. It seems a little early in our acquaintance with him for having his brain melt like a candle. Right. That's usually something we put off for a week or two. We have a day, Doctor. So I'm mm-hmm. That's all we ever have, Sam. Doc gets up and walks out of the room. If he's interested in learning any magic, or if he's interested in pointing me at things that I can look at and learn, then so be it. But Or he can get us sandwiches while we read. Jack, Moo tells you that Brady will be back this afternoon. Okay. I gotta go talk to the doctor for a minute. Hey, Doc. Pauses in the hallway. Yeah. Let, let me ask you seriously. Yeah. How much of uh, Maeve is still left? Doc walks to the end of the hallway furthest from Maeve's room without saying anything. Mm-hmm. I follow. I have that very same question myself, Jack. The important part still seems to be there, but physically more and more her, her essence is being replaced. Um, the ship of Cesius, yeah. 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 Her mind is sound. And, well, as any of us are. <laughs> chuckles. She's still Maeve. Here. Here. But Doc taps his head, his heart. But I'm feeling that her occupation, her vocation, if you will, Jack, is, um, it has a high price. That's why I figure, too. I still trust her implicitly if that is what you're what you're getting at. No, I'm just I'm just concerned about uh, her physically. Uh, I'll leave you to watch over her. It is what I do. <laughs> Doc straightens up a little bit, takes a sip out of the flask from his pocket, straightens his suit top, and steps back down the hallway. <laughs> so, uh, Maeve, 
why don't you go ahead and pick whichever one you're going to work on. I can take the other few to Moo, and maybe he can tell us which one might be more useful. Okay. I will scoop up the, the books in Chinese. I'll leave the scrolls behind, I guess. All right, yeah, I'll bring the other four to to Moo. Uh, Moo is currently having tea in the room that Moo stays in. He is uh, reading a book and trying to seemingly relax with all of the chaos going around her. I will tap on the doorframe. He closes the book calmly and sets it down. Come in. Uh, I come in carrying a bunch of books and scrolls. Oh. Morning, Mr. Moo. Hmm. Sam, right? Sam, yes. So, um, we've, uh, What's the word that 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 uh, Jones re- repatriated these? <laughs> I put four books on the ground. Repatriated. Oh, you stole them. Yes, you figured Ho Fang didn't need them anymore. So, hmm. considering there's an assault on an island tomorrow, we're doing what we can to, well, you know, prepare ourselves as much as we can. Um, Maeve is studying away, so. I was wondering if maybe a learned man such as yourself wouldn't mind poking through some of these and seeing if maybe something can help us. Hmm. Are you familiar with these books? Not completely. Would you like to be completely familiar with them? He looks over some of them. He doesn't open them, but he sort of turns the covers and looks at the spines and seems to judge each one in turn. We're just looking for help where we can find it. I, I think I understand the idea, but one night? It seems a difficult task to attempt to ascertain knowledge in a single night out of... Eh, some of these books look rather old. Well, like I said, um, any, any shot is worth it, unless you'd rather go back to tea. I understand. Hmm. I do like tea, but I am reasonably enough interested to uh, attempt to perhaps convey what might be in some of them? Do you have one in particular that you're looking at? Well, I, I don't really know anything about any of them, so I, I figured maybe uh, you would probably know best which ones might contain useful information. I couldn't uh, tell you. This one says it's true magic. Maeve thinks it's bullshit. I'm going to find out once I have time. Yes, how is Miss O'Shea? Have you seen her since this morning? Not recently, no, but I did hear her screaming. Well, should you see her, you'll see how she's doing. Hmm. Let me see here. This is... He turns over one of the books. Goddess of the Black Fan. Hmm. He unrolls the scroll a little bit. This beautiful filigree here. Oh, it's a book of poems. Hmm. He begins reading it. I slowly step out of the room and I will whisper thank you as I kind of walk away this is rather lurid material wait I stop there's a poem here about uh, this goddess she hides a, her face behind a black fan it goes into great detail here about how she seduces men and women scandalous Mm-hmm. I'd stay in the doorway. Interesting. 
It might take some study, but... You sure I can leave you alone with that one? This would not be the first um, scandalous material I have read. There are quite a few tentacles depicted here. Oh, that's my cue. All right. Yeah. You hear more of the scroll get unraveled. I find a quiet spot, and I begin reading about true magic. A few hours pass. Some study is done. We'll cover that later. Jack. Jack returns. No, okay. Brady returns probably about 2.33 o'clock. Brady. Doyle. We have Magenta. That's fantastic. Yeah. Where's she at? She's uh, in a back room here. Uh, she was ill-treated. What do you mean ill-treated? Uh, apparently, Ho Fang uh, went to work on her. He glowers. He was not there. He must be on the island. Yeah, it's all over the news. They said his place is on fire. Yeah, it, uh, it got out of hand. Fuck him. Yeah. He keeps moving down the hallway. He opens up the door and goes and sees Magenta on the bed that the doctor has been treating her on. And he steps fairly softly into the room. And once he gets the general idea that she's asleep, he just stands there for a minute and then steps back out of the room and closes the door. My people are ready to move. When do you want to do this? Tonight. Do we all want to go on the same ship? There's a couple ways we can look at this. There's a ship in port, the Dark Mistress. Mm-hmm. We could acquire it with a small group of people and then use it as a um, seemingly secure transport to get to the island. That's one option. The only sticking point about that is, is that the Dark Mistress isn't necessarily in the greatest of condition. There's something about that ship that just doesn't look right. I don't know what it is. But that might be all the reason why to, to seize it now. Plan two would be we acquire another yacht and we tail the mistress to the island. It also gives us an option of having a secondary way out when things invariably go. That's fair. I'd just be uh, concerned that if we tail it, we're going to get spotted. It's possible. I mean, we have a chart to the island. Yeah, we do. We could scrub both plans and move when we needed to, but New China's not going to wait. Yeah, no, I, we need to move on. I, don't, I think we should ra- grab the Dark Mistress. All right, well, they'll probably leave when the tide goes out. Yeah, when will that be? It's later tonight. I can grab a handful of guys and be available and ready down there. Uh, we can um, prepare near the, the place where it appears at and then... Maybe take over the ship and then head out from there. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Okay. Make sure your people are ready. My people will be. Uh, One other thing I wanted to ask you about. Sure. Where is Carlisle? I mean, I know you you said he uh, he left him in a place. Do you know what the name of that place? I do. Why? I was going to send a letter to his sister. There's a um, sanatorium I put him in in Hong Kong. It's, um, I mean, I can get you the, the name of the place. Yeah, that's fine. I just, I think his sister needs to know that he's still alive and where he's at. Erica, huh? Yeah. She's quite the uh, lady, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. She, yes, she is. I uh, spend a lot of time around her when I was with Roger in New York. She's sharp. 
Yeah, not a not bad on the eyes either. <laughs> no, but um, way more interested in building her own empire. Yeah, that's fair. And I have a different interest right now. Miss Lane. Well, yeah. After your conversation, Brady goes back to the room that has magenta in it. And he shuts the door. What now? Well, I guess uh, I'll get everybody together for a little powwow. Okay. You you rally the troops. Yep. I'm still reading the book. I mean, like, I'm, like, walking, look, glancing up every so often. <laughs> Trying multitask. Right. Okay, guys, it looks like we're moving tonight. We're going to take the Dark Mistress uh, before the tide goes out. Like the ship? Yeah. Okay. Brady's going to have some of his guys come with us. Make it a little easier. Do you know how to sail, Jack? No, but I'm sure one of them knows. Okay. I mean, how hard could it be? And the boat floats and, on water. Right. And, and, you know, just point it in direction and make it go. I just stick to rowing. That's about as far as I go. Okay, so we steal the Dark Mistress? Yeah, it's a pen use ship. Is New China planning on boarding it when we do then? Is that how we get everybody over there? Or Yeah. I see. Okay. How long do we have? A few hours. So question question for the keeper. Was that long enough to get one like study session in? Not even. Okay. What about me? No, not no, no, Miss Bloody Eyes. No, not you. I'm I'm a quick study though. No, that's true. You are a quick and study. And I already look like have leafed through quote unquote unraveled the original scroll. Oh yeah, but that doesn't mean you won't take the skim penalty. That I already skimmed it. That, it doesn't matter. Any to every time you skim it, you can you get hit with a sand loss potentially. So yeah, sure, Miss Quick Study. We'll see how that works out for you. <laughs> Roll sand. I got fifteen out of twenty-seven. Ooh, ye old Necronomicon, the Latin version. That's a that is as low as it gets. You lose two points of sanity. Don't ask how high it gets. No, I don't want to know. This is for a skim, uh-huh. and you're going after a spell? Yeah, well, I mean, I want to, yeah, learn something to help us. All right. I can give this to you. I guess I can give this to you offline if you want. Okay, whatever. You get a spell. Okay. Make me an intelligence roll. 46 out of 90. Okay, that's a hard success. Very good. All right, you learn a spell. Yeah. Only because you're a quick learner. So your nose is in a book for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Sam, you get a report back from Moo, who tells you a fantastic and slightly mature story about the goddess of the Black Fan. Mm-hmm. And also tells you that there are a fair amount of what he believes are secrets inside the scroll, but that he is not interested in, in completing his reading. Because he is concerned of the damage it might do to him. Oh, well, that's very humble of you. I will allow his uh, a little work here that he's done, Sam, to um, give you insight into what might be within the scroll work here. And he tells you that after some reading and some comprehension spent with the scroll, you could likely call out to the bloated woman and make contact with her. 
he doesn't recommend that. I wouldn't either. Well, all right. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. I hope it was a good read. It was. Absolutely. Would you like some tea? Um, you know, I wish I could stay for tea, but I have to make explosives. But next time, for sure. Oh, very well. Yeah, so I will spend the remaining time. I'm going to try to find some... I have to purchase more vacuum tubes and some more paper lanterns. But I'm going to see if I can squeeze in some... I'm going to try to make some more basically compressed hydrogen thermoses and uh, smoke bombs. Okay, very well. Then I think that is a perfect time to end. And so thank you so much for joining us on this raucous and, um, well, eye-opening episode of Mask Pneumothotep. I very much look forward to seeing our investigators board the Dark Mistress for what lays beyond. Thank you and good night.